Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture, sola scriptura, scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. So excited this week to have a special guest with me all the way from I guess you could say up north or real far north, or I don't know what you want to say. Uh, I want to introduce to some and, and I guess reintroduce to others, uh, Brother Tim Challey, sir. How are you today? I am well. Thanks for having me here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I met uh, Mr. Challey's at uh, G3 and, 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 and was able to shake his hand and enjoy the message that he preached. And then also asked him to be on the podcast, you know, because uh, I like to expose you guys to as many uh, solid sources as I can. And uh, it was just a blessing to uh, to be able to do that. And I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be with me, sir. Sure thing. Yes, sir. So I guess to start out with... Um, guess give us a brief i guess introduction you know anything you want to tell us about you know as far as uh ministry family things of that nature just kind of a little brief introduction of yourself sure yeah i'm up here in toronto canada i've been uh, part of grace fellowship church here for the last uh, i guess about 11 years now i'm an elder there previously i was one of the associate pastors uh, but right now I'm a full-time writer, uh, blogging at chalice.com, writing the occasional book, stuff like that. I'm married to Aileen. We've been married for 18 years, and I've got three kids, a son who is 16, a daughter who's 14, and a daughter who's 10. How's that? Is that uh, good? That's perfect, that's good man. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, I, I literally like read that the other day when I was checking out your bio. So you almost said it word for word, uh, you know. All right, <laughs> good deal man well um originally tim i found you believe it or not um at i think it was a ligonier conference and you did the message on uh purity in a i guess digital world was the name of it and yeah. that message man because i am like 
I, I'll just be honest, man. At some point in time, I mean, like I'm addicted to my phone and, and just technology. So that message, you know, stabbed me, man. So I guess um, because I, I know there is a book, whatever, we're going to talk about that. But what what would you say kind of led up to that message? Was that did R.C. give you that that title and, and you went with it or what kind of led up to that message? Yeah, I, I had put a lot of thought into digital technologies, and that was really just because my kids were growing up. I mean, I saw mm -hmm. it in my own life, but in good hypocritical fashion, I was more concerned about it in my kid's life and <laughs> just saw them growing up in a very different world from the one I grew up in. I was born in 1976. That's on the far side of the digital revolution. So I grew right. up without a computer in my home. Cell phones hadn't been invented yet. Facebook was, I mean, I, he wasn't even alive yet, not to mention <laughs> no, Facebook was invented. <laughs> So, it, you know, I grew up in a different world, and now my kids are growing up in this world, and I realize I've got some work to do to figure out how I can survive and thrive in this world, not to mention how I can help three other people grow up in this world. And so I put a lot of thought into digital technologies. And then meanwhile, I was spending a lot of time helping people overcome pornography and realize there's obviously a very close link between the explosion of pornography and digital technology. So all that sort of... Um, worked its way into a book and then into that conference talk and into many, many others. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the book because, um, you know, I'm an honest, transparent person. Uh, the sexual detox is still in my my cart, man. It's one of my have to gets and I haven't got it yet. But yeah. uh, just reading the, the reviews and just, you know, hearing that message, you know, I, it, it it's like you said, it's so important. I have a 16 year old um, girl and you know, and, and like in that message you talked about, you know, uh, uh, knowing what they have and putting those parameters and those restrictions, you know. Um, so all of that was just resonating with me. Um, with the, the, the sexual detox book, uh, kind of talk about, I guess, the connection, because I, I know, uh, you know, I know uh, on a personal level, you know, the, the exposure that we have in our pocket or in our hand that used to not be so accessible, uh, I guess, when you can get it as easy as you can now. So I guess talk to my, my folks about, you know, that whole, the book, you know, what, what was your thought process? What are some of the things that you discovered as you were, I guess, getting information for this book? Yeah. Uh, the, really the book came out of my ministry in the church or just being at that mm. time, just a member in the church and talking to young guys. And one day I had this epiphany that the young men in the church were looking forward to getting married so they could act out porn on mm. an actual person. So there are good Christian boys who didn't want to have sex before marriage, and yet they were typical Christian boys in that they were just immersed in pornography. And I just heard a couple of comments that made me realize, like, they are so immersed in porn, they want to get married so they can finally act out those things. Wow. And I thought, well, here we've got these young ladies in the church, they don't know what they're in for if they're mm -hmm. going to marry these these young guys who are who just want to use them as a tool. I mean, all they've seen for all these years is women mm -hmm. being objectified by men. Now they want to have their chance. They want to take a shot. Mm -hmm. And that just thoroughly disgusted me. And so I, I wrote this series. I called Sexual Detox. And the point was just, you need to detoxify. You, you need to stop looking at porn, but then you need to work the lies of porn out of your mind so you can approach a young lady with purity. You can marry her and not just be using her as a tool toward your own satisfaction, but you can really honor her and serve mm -hmm. her in marriage. Wow. And uh, so that was really the, the drive behind it. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, uh, I, I did a little, uh, I guess I helped some with some middle school, um, 
you know, middle school ministry when I was in the charismatic world. And, and I witnessed the same thing, you know, uh, cause we had the little boys on one side, little girls on the other and the same thing, man, the exposure and the whole, you know, uh, 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 I guess the, the porn was just so, I guess, uh, evident, you know, or there, I mean, it's just, it was in the conversations, you know, I would walk up on it. So that, that's really good. Um, that you address that because, you know, one thing about the, the church is that's one of those topics that seem to be somewhat taboo. Did you get any, I guess, resistance on that or anybody, you know, any, anything of that nature? Yeah. When I wrote it, there wasn't a lot out there about pornography. It was just sort of this growing concern. And there've been a couple of books that really weren't very good. So Mm -hmm. mine had sort of an urgency to it, but then it also had a we're in this together kind of feel to it. Like, I'm a little bit further down the road from you. Let's let's go. You can do this. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to be sort of the older brother helping people along in that sense. Since then, there's been lots and lots of other books on it. And then, of course, books specifically helpful to women, trying to lead them, because it's not like porn has only ever appealed to men. Uh, There's lots of women struggling with it now, too. And so there's there's lots more excellent resources. But when I wrote it, yeah, it was one of the only ones out there. And I did get some pushback, but not a lot. Mostly it was just gratitude that people had a resource that, A, could help them, but B, wasn't gross, wasn't just over the top, because uh, everyone had run into a book or two that really fed the problem instead of helping it, or it approached it very legalistically, just do mm-hmm. this, take these mm-hmm. three steps, and your problem will go away. But, mm-hmm. of course, we know the the human heart is a lot trickier and more deceptive than that <laughs> and rules alone won't solve the problem. We need to really apply the gospel. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, that was, you know, what was lacking, you know, um, just me on a personal note. Um, um, that was one of the things that, that I struggled with was my heart, you know, the desire to, to, to break those rules deep down, you know? Um, so I, I, I think that is, that is definitely awesome. Um, a, a couple of, I guess, months ago, um, there's a young man that started a blog or kind of a blog and Facebook called God over porn. And, um, and, and he has some really good resources as well and, and have actually, uh, done a lot of talks about that, man. So definitely my listeners, make sure you got, there's plenty of resources. Uh, you know, sexual detox is definitely one need to be on your list. So I do your plugs for you, Tim, since you say you weren't good at it. <laughs> That's great. I'm a terrible salesman. You go ahead and do it for me. Good deal, man. Good deal. So let's talk about your blog page man um sure. which you know i you know I, i've been i do my research man i see that it started out as just a way to share pictures and and then a couple stories or whatever and uh and it went out there so what i mean that's that's pretty much how it started what was the is there like a certain article or a certain uh uh, uh blog that kind of got it noticed or or well known or anything like that Yeah, I think there were a couple of things. Way back when I started, I was part of a church, uh, not a very good church, actually. I came to realize later, but it was going through uh, Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. And so I just sort of went through day by day, and really what I wanted to do was look at the Scripture passages and say, are they, just ask, are these Scripture passages being used well? Is Mm. he honoring the Bible and the way he uses it? And, you know, so I I use the blog in that way, but it turns out that millions of other people are reading Purpose Driven Life at the same time. And so a lot of people started reading along and we got to evaluate the book together. So I think that sparked it a little. And then shortly after came The Passion of the Christ, if you remember that movie Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all the hubbub that surrounded its launch. And again, I, I went to the very first screening I could find and wrote a review and 
lots of people jump you know looked for a review on Google and found mine and and so I think there's been two two factors at play um, in in the people who read it. Number one is just the I mean the commitment to it. I've I've written there every day for twelve or thirteen years, right? So that's amazing. The, the the brute force approach, but then also trying to speak to popular issues or issues that other Christians are thinking. Yeah, what about mm-hmm. this? What about heaven tourism books? You know, what what should I believe about those? Mm-hmm. And so trying to just help people, give people uh, a couple things to think about, even if they disagree with me, at least hopefully I've sparked some thinking. Right, right, right. Yeah, going after Rick Warren in those days, that was that was pretty big. That, that was that was right up my alley, man. I have a whole Facebook page called Be Not Deceived, and my team, uh, we we basically it's like a discernment page, and we you know we we post about you know false doctrine and and heresy and things of that nature. And like you said, I mean, it's sometimes it seems like it's bad publicity, but it's still publicity. Like you know, anytime yeah. we post about women pastors, I mean, that thing get I promise thousands of comments and yeah. things of that nature. So yeah, I can definitely see in that being a a growing point. Um, yeah, and one of the things I realized along the way is that um, I had to be careful, too, because I didn't want to dwell in that area. I didn't want right. to be a quote-unquote discernment blogger. You know, I really mm-hmm. I really came to realize there's such value in focusing on what is true and good and pure and lovely and holy, mm-hmm. and the more you immerse yourself in what's good, the easier it is to tell what's bad. So if you know how to read your Bible and you, you just know God's Word— you can pick up the purpose-driven life and read some passage and think, "Come on, now that's not that's not what that text means at mm-hmm. all." Right, and right. you pick up a book by whatever prosperity preacher or whoever's popular out there. You don't have to do a lot of work to say, "Hang on a second, now mm-hmm. this, this is wrong, and here's why." So right. the absolute best thing we can do is just soak in God's word and fill our minds with what is true. Um, yes, there's times to expose error, and right now I'm, I'm working on a series about deadly doctrines and false teachers. So there is some value in it, but we've got to be people who are majoring in the truth. And for a long time, I wasn't doing that, and it was very mm-hmm. spiritually destructive for me and for others. Gotcha. And and I relate to that totally because that's what this broadcast is. You know, um, the page, the BNC page, that's what we handle that. But this broadcast is a lighter side. Um, and, and it's funny because when I first got into uh, doing, you know, broadcasts and, and iTunes, uh, it started out discernment, you know, discernment based. And then I heard the Reform Pubcast and realized you could have fun on the radio. So so that changed <laughs> right. that. Yeah, that turned the wheel, man. Um and uh, and speaking of which, man, we're gonna take a quick break to uh, to shout out one of our network uh, with the Reform Pubcast, one of our network partners. Hey, this is Drew from the Gotham Central Podcast. Tune into our show each week as Mike Ross and myself bring you all the latest news and reviews from your favorite DC Comics television show, Gotham. Listen in as three aspiring Reformed theologians discuss some of the best story arcs, comics, and movies in the Batman universe. You can check out the Gotham Central podcast on iTunes, join our Facebook group called Gotham Central, and follow us on Twitter at Gotham underscore Central. We hope you tune in each week. Same bat time, same bat place. All right, so we're back. Um, yeah, I really, you know, like I, like I was telling you, this this broadcast is basically one of those you know, places where I can talk about the good interview people, you know, and not necessarily be, you know, beating down on people, but I'm glad you brought up today, the blog for the day. Cause I literally just read it. Um, probably, you know, a couple of hours ago, the seven, I think it was a seven false, uh, no, uh, seven false teachers in today's church. Now yeah, is yep. the, this is the beginning of a series you said. This is part of 
part two in a series, yeah. Oh, um, okay. Focusing on false teachers and false teaching and really focusing on sound doctrine. Gotcha. But if you say this is a series on sound doctrine, no one will read it. If you say it's a series on false doctrine, everyone will get excited and click it. So <laughs> That's Review right. Something about the human heart there. That's so true, man. That is so true. Sound doctrine, they'll stroll right past it, man. That That is yep. so true. Yeah, I had a buddy, man. Well, he's on my team. Uh, he used to do what he called False Teacher Fridays. And uh, and that thing got so much, you know, I guess, wave. Because not only from the people that's, uh, you know, looking and discerning, but also from the people trying to defend these people that, you know, are, you know. So with the seven, uh, the seven false, uh, I guess, teachers in the church today, um, let, can I pick one and you just kind of, you ain't got to say word for word, but just uh, what was your thoughts when you was, uh, when you was, when you was writing that one? Go for it. All right, man. My favorite one, the tickler. <laughs> the tickler, yeah. I went back and forth between the tickler and the smiler for that uh, one. Okay, okay. That's the false teacher who just tickles people's ear, right? Mm-hmm. He used Paul's brilliant little phrase where he talks in Second Timothy about uh, people who just, they'll have itching ears and mm-hmm. they'll accumulate for themselves teachers who will then, of course, tickle their ears. It's a vivid picture. Um, you know the feeling, you got something in your ear and it's mm-hmm. just, you, you got to do something about it. And uh, <laughs> so the tickler here is the person who just wants to be popular. He just wants to give people what they want. He's not going to do anything to rock the boat. He's going to speak about happiness and heaven he'll never speak about holiness or hell you know that guy and uh, yeah yeah, yeah picture one or two of them in your mind or right now well you know the top one man you know everybody i, I feel bad for him some days man joel osteen just he yeah. just at the top man he's just an easy target because that's that's the yep. tickler man it almost yeah. sounds like a, a a batman uh a, a, a <laughs> villain the tickler yeah, yeah. <laughs> i suppose so <laughs> and, and you know, there's a long legacy of these guys. You go back right. to uh, Norman right. Vincent Steele and Robert Schuller, and there's there's all sorts of them. But these are the big ones, you know, mm-hmm. the ones who who have succeeded. But of course, there's thousands or tens of thousands of them spread across the church all around North America, right? So exactly. many pastors and churches who only give people what they want to hear, who will never give them what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's sad. And and they all model after those guys because they see the success they see you know the big churches you know because i came out of the charismatic world and that you know those are things that you you strive for you know it's almost i mean it's it's coveting basically and so you try to model that in order so that you can do that too um so yeah yeah, that's real good man yeah when you confuse faithfulness with sheer volume of numbers or you confuse faithfulness with influence and of course you're going to try and do whatever Joel does. You're going to try and mimic him. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you can have the same influence, the same power, the same recognition, whatever it is. Yep. That's so true. So true. Well, my listeners, they, they, they we, we're good. They, I think they, as much as we fuss on this radio show, you know, about that, I think we got a good understanding of that. But, um, I but yeah, I, that was a, a really good article. I got to go back and catch part one, man. I feel like I'm I'm slipping, man. I should have been on top of that. So right. I'd yeah, definitely the, the be. Part one, I think, is really helpful in an introductory sense. There's some mm-hmm. uh, some good stuff in there that I, mean, I learn as I write this stuff. It's not like I've got this all nailed down. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to write a few days ahead, like the pastor writing a sermon. You know, he doesn't know what the, the text is about. He's got to figure it out and come on Sunday and tell everyone. Right. And I'm operating in this constant panic mode of 
all right, by Monday, i got to have an article about false doctrine, so let's learn. Let's figure out what I can say and bring right. it. I think there's some helpful stuff there, especially with the two kinds of doctrine, how to discern true from false doctrine. It's, I think it's pretty helpful. It's, it's just taken from John MacArthur, a lot of it. So. Have you right. ever heard of John MacArthur? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> some guy up in, uh, in California, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some guy, whatever. <laughs> I think he's preached a few sermons here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few. Just a few. You know, just enough to fill up a a, 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 a app that you can stroll through alphabetically and uh, right. pick uh, <laughs> pick categories. Like, oh my God, this is crazy, man! Quick, almost hurt by the time you scroll to the end of it all. Exactly, exactly. The crazy. Here's the crazy thing that I love about uh, uh, Dr. John MacArthur, man, is all of his sermons. I mean, when I listen to him, like it literally sound like he preached it yesterday. And yeah. I look at the date, and it'd be like 1973. I'm like, I could have sworn he said Joe Lowstein in that. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, yeah. But then you look at a picture of him back then, and you see yeah. these enormous 1980s glasses, and you think, oh, oh all right, some time has passed. <laughs> exactly, man. But but I think that's a that's a, a beautiful picture of the Word of God, man, how it's timeless. Yeah. And if you if you exposit the, the Scriptures, man, that it, it always it's always on time. It's always, you know, uh, relevant, you know, so yeah. – that big big shout out to J Mac man. We love him here. We love him here at the bar. But yeah. um Yeah, he's just yeah. had a big systematic theology come out too, a big thousand page hardcover. It's, it's Yeah. It's it's in my it's in my uh it's in my wish list too, man. That's <laughs> I gotta get some sponsors, man, so I can get these books out of the wish list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, man, so yeah, big big shout out to J Mac. Um you kind of uh went into it a little bit when you talked about your I wanna know, I guess, your preparation. I mean, in order to do a blog every day, I mean, good grief. I I could not imagine because like like I got a two year old also and then like a one month old, like Oh my God, I couldn't imagine, man. So, to give us a little bit of your preparation and, and how you get that, and how you hold yourself to that, man. Because I, I'm telling you, man, I'm like, well, you know what? I gave him like three or four years of every day. Let me take a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, partly it's personality. I'm, I'm a streaks person, and mm -hmm. uh, one of my forms of discipline, self-discipline, is to build streaks. So that's mm -hmm. true. You know, in in this area, that would be true, and. Uh, fitness tracking and all sorts of things, you know, so mm -hmm. kind of this weird part of my personality. Um, but also now I get to do it full time, right? So for the last mm -hmm. year and a bit, I've been doing it full time. Before that, it was half time or part time as right. I was able. So it's gotten easier over the last little while. But okay. yeah, basically every morning for sure I'm writing and usually well into the afternoon. Uh, my best writing time, my most creative time is uh, around between nine and noon or nine and one o'clock. And so that's where I really bear down and do the bulk of it. Mm -hmm. uh, then in the afternoon, if I get my coffee just right, I should be able to get another hour or two in. But mostly I'm just spending all day uh, in Logos and in my word processor, just flipping back right. and forth between the word and writing words. So mm. it's a pretty amazing life. I mean, I absolutely love it. Almost every day I'm, I'm marveling and thanking God that I get to do it. I, I love writing and love dealing with ideas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and just I, I write, I pass it off to... Someone who takes a look at it, edits it, catches all my mm -hmm. sloppy mistakes, and then a day or two later, out it goes. I try and work a couple of days ahead just to okay. uh, to keep myself from going crazy. Because I used to get up in the morning and write, and that's what I put out there. But that was mm -hmm. that was hard to do, and the quality definitely gets better when it can sit for a day or two. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I I agree. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That and that's a blessing to be able to do it full time, man. That is so awesome. Yeah, um, incredible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is, whew, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and I I've kind of worked the same way with podcasts, even though it's not every day. You know, the whole production, editing, I do all that myself. The the yeah, yeah. you know you, you know you heard my commercial break, all that like is in my mind and whatever. So I actually I I record you know at least a week ahead. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I was blessed this week, man. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna post this one, but you know, I have you today. Tomorrow I have Steve Lawson and Phil Johnson in one day that I'm wow. recording. So I, I have some heavy hitters like in my pocket, you know. So I'm 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 walking confident right now. So Yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I really uh I really respect that man. Um, you know, just to grind to be able to produce every day and be consistent because so many things out there you know, it's not consistent and that's where you lose people, you know, and that's something that I, I really strive for, for my podcast to be consistent every Tuesday to drop a show, no matter how much it may, my wife don't understand yet. Shout out to my wife. Thank you for your support. But sometimes she'd be like, just let it ride. Just do it next week. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's gotta be every week, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to come to a schedule and stick to the schedule or else if you get sloppy, you just end up getting sloppier. That's how it mm-hmm. works for most of us anyway. So by maintaining a fairly rigid schedule, you, you do better in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true. Um, another, there's two, I know, I know we said 30 minutes and I, I got two more, uh, basic questions and one fun question. If right. I can have you. All right, let's Good. do it. So, um, the book, uh, virtual theology, Visual love theology. it. Visual. I'm sorry. Look, I said virtual. Yeah. <laughs> Visual theology. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. Virtual yeah. theology is Joel Osteen's book. I, think. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Visual yeah. theology. I love that, man. My wife yeah, actually yeah. got me that for uh, Father's Day, I think it was. Oh, and right. man, it was. I enjoyed it, man, um, because I'm a visual, a picture, you know. Um, and then I saw the Wayne Gruden, you know, Ford or or something. Yeah. He Wayne Gruden signed, and and you know everybody has that systematic theology, unless you know, unless you you're not you hating on Gruden. Some people are, but whatever. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so the I, I really enjoyed that man. What what was that? I know you was uh you wasn't solo on it, but kind of tell me a little bit about that book, and then uh you know how how that came about. Yeah. So. Over the last couple of years, I decided to explore infographics and just, okay, so infographics are a way of displaying information visually rather than describing it with words. And I thought, well, maybe we can do that with some theology. Maybe we can mm. find ways of displaying theology and uh, hired some artists to do up some posters and, and some other things and felt that it had gone pretty well and pitched an idea to the publisher and they were pretty excited about it. So I uh, uh, got together with Josh Byers, my uh, artists there and together we designed the book so that wow. it came together pretty well just in terms of trying to display truth um, mm-hmm. trying to and, and you know there's a long legacy of this you go back to the Old Testament tabernacle right and yes mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a place of worship it's a building but every element within the tabernacle had a meaning that pointed beyond itself so the, exactly. the incense wasn't just incense there was mm-hmm. a meaning to it and the altar and the the basins and all of these things were pictures of something else. So we tried to capture some of that right? and, and just try to, to create images that, that teach truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's excellent, man. It, I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I want to get the, uh, 
the I think you have a PowerPoint that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get that, man, to, to get that to my church, man. I think that would be an excellent teaching tool because it just, because even when I, when I have the opportunity to minister, you know, I use slides and, and, you know, my words are flying in and stuff. I, I know some people don't like that, man, but to me, that's entertaining because, you know, if not, you know, I, I get bored, man. So that when when i saw that and i and i read through that man i I really really enjoyed it man so make sure you guys uh pick up visual theology not virtual that's the other guy visual theology definitely a uh, must-have for the family um man i'm going to i'm going to going to get ready to back out of this thing man but one uh one or two questions i always like to ask my guests um and it's kind of a fun question uh i guess my first question would be what type of music do you listen to? I know you're in Canada. I didn't know you might be a big Drake fan or something. So <laughs> Drake, don't know that I've heard of him. Um, <laughs> I am a folk fan primarily. All right. I suppose. I've sort of bounced around, but really my my first love tends to be folk kinds of music. Lately, I've been exploring French music just to see what's there, and mm-hmm. uh, especially French folk music. I don't really understand what they're saying. I understand some of it. <laughs> For all I know, it could be terrible and profane. But anyways, I'm I'm listening to it and, uh, yeah, just exploring the lay of the land. I mean, whoever okay. thought there's this whole world of French music out there. I'm just learning what there is. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Just because I can. Because Apple Music. Yeah, man. Apple Music, man. That Apple Stream, you, I, that is a great invention. I work night shifts, so I always got something in my ear. Uh, right. What about... What about, uh, I guess, sermons or podcasts? What do you listen to? I mean, you probably don't have enough time. You're writing all the time. But when you get a chance, what what type of stuff do you listen to on on that side? Nothing. I do not listen (laughs) to podcasts. I listen to the sermon at church on Sunday. Uh But I do not listen to others. I read. I'd much rather read a book of sermons than listen to a podcast of sermons. So I'm constantly reading. But, yeah, I don't really listen to podcasts. Okay, well we gotta we gotta get you subscribed at least to the bar. You can you can listen to it when you go to the bathroom or something, man. So <laughs> I don't have time for that, man. I don't have time. I gotta write. <laughs> I know, right? Be writing in the bathroom and stuff. I got you, man. I got you, man. Why they invented the iPad? There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. Hey Tim, man, I really appreciate you joining me today, man. Uh, definitely a pleasure and honor. Uh, first to meet you in person, and also to have you on my show. Um, yeah. I get. I want to leave the last couple of seconds. Anything you want to say to the people as closing, or any you know, make sure you can tell where they can find you. Well, whatever you announce, we'll also have it in the uh, the show notes and also in the description. Yeah, no, I'd say just visit the site. See if there's something there you like. I've written a lot over the years, as I said. I thousands of articles or something for everyone hope you enjoy it and in the meantime i think just circle back to what we said just become people of the truth immerse Mm -hmm. yourself in the word uh go deep in the word and you'll have a whole lot less to worry about when it comes to falling for for what's false so let's be people of the truth people of the word amen brother yes sir sounds good well thank you guys for joining us make sure you check the bar out on uh any of your podcast catchers also we're on facebook you just search biblical and reform and on twitter and instagram that's at the bar underscore podcast and websites coming soon big shout out to the reform podcast network appreciate you guys supporting us and we out of here god bless you what's up everybody I know you've been looking for something fresh, something new. Well, your search is over because you found the bar. That's right. Biblical and Reformed. 
Every Tuesday, we drop a new episode, whether it's me and my crew talking about theology, current events, or even a great interview. You can find us at any podcast or just search Biblical and Reformed. Welcome to the bar. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there